Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue our examination of Paul's last letter that we have in the Scripture that he wrote to Timothy. We call it 2 Timothy because this is the second letter that we have that Paul wrote to Timothy. Right? And we're in the fourth chapter, and in our last episode, we looked at the first two verses. And I want to just read through those again, remind us of the context, because it's really important when you begin the, the next verse, where we're going to start today, verse 3 says, for. And when you see that word F-O-R like that, it's, it's very much like therefore, meaning, you know, in light of this, because of what I just said. So 2 Timothy Chapter 4, verse 1 says this, I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. Now, we talked a good bit about this in the last episode. I've mentioned this several times in previous episodes, just in correlation to other passages and things. But I think this is just really important for us to ever keep in our mind that this wasn't just a charge for Timothy. It was directed at Timothy, no doubt. But the word's been given to us to where we know how we as believers are to behave, how we are to act. We're to understand that this is a very powerful charge, and it was from the uh, Paul, in the presence of God and Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, who's going to judge the living and the dead, and the Lord who's coming and his appearing, and the Lord who's going to have his kingdom. And he tells them to, pre to preach the word. It literally means to herald forth, to proclaim the word. This is not just for preachers, okay? We sort of created that whole mindset right there. Every believer heralds and proclaims the word in some form or fashion. Okay, in some form or fashion, we need to do it uh, for the good of the kingdom and not to the detriment of the kingdom. I could give you story after story, boy, I've encountered one this week, and you would not believe if I were to tell you of how detrimental uh, it, it boils down to this. There are local businesses where I live that absolutely despise it when uh, certain uh, believers come in from a certain church because of the way they act and behave. I mean, it's horrific. And so we need to be ready in season, out of season to deal with these type of things. And what the Spirit tells us to do, that we need to reprove, which means to expose things, to rebuke, okay? And rebuke means to uh, really censure somebody, admonish somebody, restrain them, okay? Tell them, hey, cut that out. To exhort somebody, which means to encourage them with steroids, okay, with strength, strong encouragement, that's what we're called to do, folks. We're called to reprove, to rebuke, and exhort, not in a hateful attitude. No, 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 no. Not without love. Never. As a matter of fact, in an abundance of love. The next thing it says, with great patience and instruction. We are called to do this. Not from the point of view of trying to find... Uh, you know, a negative thing in everybody and point that out. And, you know, this really, really religious mindset that can come out of some things like this. No, not that at all. That's where the great patience and instruction comes in. So we're being instructed by the Spirit to approve, rebuke, and exhort. Well, why? Verse 3 gives us the answer, 3 and 4. It's one sentence. 
For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. There's going to come a time, from Paul and Timothy's perspective, when those who profess to be believers, those who profess to be of the organism, the body of Christ, that they will not endure sound doctrine. It's just teaching. Doctrine just means teaching. They, they will not endure sound teaching. And that time is coming. But then he tells us what they're going to want. But wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires. So they want to have their ears tickled. What does that mean? Well, they want to be entertained sometime, okay? But probably the stronger truth is they want to hear things that they like. Everybody likes to be tickled, right? <laughs> it feels good, you know? Tickling in a good sense, not that it sends you over the edge cackling, right? But um, they want to feel good about what they're hearing. They only want to hear things that make them feel good. And so they're going to accumulate for themselves. Notice that. For themselves, teachers, in accordance to their own desires. They're going to accumulate for themselves people that will say and teach things that make them feel good about themselves, make them feel good about what they're doing, uh, really make them feel good about their sin. I saw an article just within the last 30 minutes before I did this podcast of uh, uh, ECLA, I think it is, Lutheran pastor who was going on and on, was about to release a book about how pornography is good for you, you know, and how it's really the church's teaching that's been harmful to the body of Christ. Okay, that is the teaching of the Word of God that's been harmful to the body of Christ. I promise you. I mean, it's, this it's a leading pastor, a leading shepherd within this denomination says that, and so that's just a fruit of having accumulated teachers that will tickle the ears to the desires of what the people want to hear. Now, verse four, and will turn away their ears from the truth, and will turn aside to myths. Not only will these accumulated teachers right here. Uh, say the things that will tickle the ears and say whatever. And folks, uh, you know, I, I don't want to harp on it, but I want to drive home the point so strong. That is so, so, so prevalent. Okay, so prevalent from the pulpit today. So prevalent from uh, Sunday school classes and teachers and leaders like that. Quite often, they're just making things up. I mean, just making things up, just creating things out of the air. I see it on a regular basis. Something will just be proclaimed, oh, this is this and this and this. You go, well, that's not true at all. I mean, sometimes it's just an innocent thing, okay? And trust me, those who speak understand. Uh, and there's tremendous grace and tremendous mercy on the fact that we misspeak. And you'll stumble over words and you'll say the wrong thing. You'll get up there and say, well, yeah, I was reading that there were no across the Red Sea. I mean, you'll say stupid things. Everybody knows that. But that's not what I'm talking about. These folks will turn away their ears. They are actively saying things that will turn their ears from the truth. Sometimes it's by omission. In other words, they don't teach the truth. Very, very, very common today. People simply don't teach the Word of God. They'll use the Word of God as a pretext. They'll have a passage read. They'll stand up. They'll tell a story or two or three, you know, however long it is. And then they'll come along, and they will obliquely refer to the passage. You know, in our, in our scriptural reading today, we saw this. And you go, well, did we really see that? Is that what it said? There's really no explanation. There's no expounding upon what the truth says of this. And in these subtle ways, they turn the people's ears away from the truth. 
When you stand up there or when you share with somebody and you tell them more about what you think about something than what the Word of God says about it, then we're really turning people's ears away from the truth toward us. And you don't want to do that. Here it says they, uh, these uh, accumulated teachers will turn away their ears from the truth and will turn aside to myths. They'll wander off to myths. King James calls them fables. They'll turn aside to fables. Well, these are fables of men. These are myths of men. These are things that men are creating. And people will go, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. I never saw that. I never thought about that. There's such wisdom. There's such insight. That's so exciting. All this kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, I hear it said all the time, but wasn't that message just wonderful? And I'm thinking, but there wasn't a lick of the Word of God in it, you know? There's not anything about the Lord God and nothing about the Father, nothing about the Son, nothing about who we are in Him, about what He's called us to do. It is just constant ear tickling, constant ear tickling. And so Paul was warning Timothy about that. And so I sort of rest in the fact that this is nothing new, right? <laughs> but it is something that we are called to help address. How are we called to help address or what it says back in the second verse? Hey, you preach the word. You proclaim the truth. You be ready in season, out of season. I don't care if you think you're prepared or not. If something comes up, you start speaking and watch what the Holy Spirit does in and through you. You reprove, you rebuke, you exhort with great patience and instruction. And we watch what the Lord does with his body when we encourage one another and love one another in this way. Well, anyway, my time's up. I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me. As always, uh, take a moment and pass the word about these times on social media. And I'll see you later. Goodbye.